Welcome to Don't Wait to Write with Amber Petty. Today, we're learning a little something. I get a lot of students who want to write, they want to make money for their writing, but it feels so far away. They don't have a journalism degree or they don't have a bunch of bylines. They wonder how it can be possible at all. And the reality is, it is possible. You heard my story about starting when I was 31 and unemployed and writing 25 articles a week for Snooki's blog. If you missed it, it's the third episode that's called How Snooki Helped Me Get Into the New York Times. You can go check that out if you want to hear my story. But who cares about me? Let's hear from students who are doing this now. Today, I'm going to share three stories of some pretty wonderful results in not a lot of time. I first started my writing workshops in 2020. You know, a great year. A great year to start something new and feel good about the world. But that's when it started. Robin took one of my very first writing workshops kind of on a whim. Robin had followed me on Instagram, one of the rare people I didn't know in real life that I knew from Instagram, and it sounded interesting, so she just thought she'd check it out, not really expecting much from it. It was 2020, so like most people, she was between jobs, mostly because jobs didn't allow people to work there. Everybody had to stay home, so she was between jobs, and she wasn't gaining momentum and still never quite found what it was she wanted to be doing. So she's very talented and runs social media for places and worked all different sorts of jobs. And as she took that freelance writing workshop, it all seemed to click together. She felt like she knew what she wanted to do. She took a chance and took my freelance writing class because that pull to write suddenly became so strong. She just got a flashback to being a kid and writing stories and how much she loved writing in high school and how she got positive feedback and how all of that stuff just got slowly suppressed by the realities of adulthood. And she wanted to get it back. So she took my freelance writing class and one of her first pitches was a whim. She wanted to pitch about candy. She wanted to make a pitch about candy. This was right before Halloween, the week before Halloween. So I thought, gosh, it might be a little bit too late to do a pitch about candy, but you might as well give it a try because what are they going to do? Tell you to fuck off and die? No, they just will say no. So she wrote up a pitch about this super thorough look at a hundred different types of candy pre-2000. Sent it to BuzzFeed and got a yes. She got a yes on her very first pitch, which does not always happen, uh, let me tell you. But it happened this time. And even though the timing seemed bad, it worked out fine. She wrote it up. It was published on Halloween. And it is so fun. I'm not a super nostalgia person. But when it comes to reliving the candies of my young life, well, I was in heaven. Then pretty quickly after that, BuzzFeed asked Robin to write, two more stories for them. Hooray, (laughs) she's already getting work regularly. After that, though, there was a little bit of a lull. Side note, 
this always happens. You're going to hit a lull at some point. It happens even to, I mean, it happens to everybody unless you're like Stephen King. But I would say pretty much everyone except for Stephen King, you're just going to hit a lull where you don't hear as many yeses for a moment. Know that it will pass. Anyway, so Robin hit a little bit of a lull and pitches weren't getting picked up. And she wondered, you know, if this was just kind of a fluke that happened and it's not going to really work out. But she kept going. She had people in her life asking her to write for their social media, for their businesses. They only knew she was a writer because of the stories she shared from BuzzFeed. Then she started to apply for more things. She continued pitching. She started getting things picked up again. And now she writes full-time about food for two publications regularly and then still pitches and gets published elsewhere. She just moved to Hawaii. And to be fair, she (laughs) doesn't have a writing job in Hawaii, but she was able to go, hey, I am over where I'm living and I want to move to Hawaii. And one of the reasons that's easy is because she has a job she can do from literally anywhere. Very soon, she's in the process of moving right now, but she'll be right next to a beach writing up fun stories about food for a living. And all that happened in less than a year. To go from, I don't even know what I want to do, to writing full-time about fun things like food. And all of that started with a pitch to BuzzFeed about candy. Michael came into class in kind of a different scenario. He was a working copywriter. He had been writing for years, doing copy, working for a number of clients. He wasn't particularly excited by all of his jobs. And though he's very good at copywriting, he just felt he was losing touch with some of the more creative things he was doing. I have also been a copywriter, and copywriting is great. But if you are a very creative person, you usually want to have something else too. Or simply writing new copy for the buy now button starts getting old. So that's where Michael was. Not in dire straits, but just wanted to try something different. And as he wrote one of the practice articles for class, it was about classical music, and it was such a beautifully written piece, and I gave him that feedback. And he said, yeah, I would love to just write about classical music. That would be such a dream. And again, he'd kind of lost touch with that musical side of his life because, you know, adulthood loves to come and crush things we find fun. So Michael continued writing articles for class and pitching here and there and started building up confidence in his editorial writing. Because he knew he could do the copy side, but tapping back into that more creative musical abstract side, it had just been a while. But he started finding the fun in it again and gained confidence. Then through my newsletter and because I knew he was interested in classical music, I would also send him pitches I would see here and there. He wound up going for it and pitching himself to be a copywriter for various classical organizations. By the time class was over, so this was just in eight weeks at the time, he was writing for three different orchestras. And now today, he's written for classical music publications, and 90% of his work is writing about classical music. 
he still has an old client that he really loves. So that's the other 10%. But he went from mostly writing about stuff he did not like to exclusively writing copy about classical music. Now, even when Michael said he wanted to write about classical music, I, I was like, oh, awesome. Maybe in like a few years time, you could get up to that. But that's kind of a smaller market. That's a little too niche. And I was dead wrong. <laughs> Eight weeks in, he was already halfway to doing exclusively classical music copywriting. And now about a year later, he's 90% writing about things that he's loved his whole life. And he's getting to share his beautiful thoughts about it with the world. So even if you think, whatever I like, nobody else likes, or what I'm interested in, nobody's interested in, you never know. You never know until you try. And Michael tried, and now he is a classical music superstar. He's a superstar in my eyes. Joan came to my class with an MFA. Now, the MFA was great, mostly for making her feel bad and criticizing everything she ever wrote. Fun. Good thing they charged her so much. Joan was obviously talented, but she just found herself doing one-off acting jobs and other jobs that just didn't seem to be using the things she learned for certainly and what she was good at. And she wasn't sure what to write anymore. And freelance writing sounded like it might be a stepping stone just to something different, something that gets to use her creative skills, but not have so much baggage as having to write a whole screenplay or having a professor, you know, go in front of class and tell you every single thing you did wrong. So she took my class and Joan is so good. I mean, immediately it's just like, well, this is hilarious and great. That's my note. But she also did learn about a whole bunch of types of articles she can write, from satire to entertainment news to simply lists of recommendations. And that's where she started. She pitched an idea to Thrillist for the 25 best Frasier episodes. She is a huge Frasier fan, so the research was already done. Thrillist said yes, and she got $300 to rewatch parts of Frasier and write about it. She had a great time, because who wouldn't want to write about Frasier? And what's nice about it is even though it's just a list of TV episodes, it still had her name on it, she got paid for it, and she got recognition for her creative work, which is something that just hadn't happened in a while. After writing that article, she told me, I really wish I could just write basically TV recaps for Vulture. If I could just write about TV all the time, especially for Vulture, that would be ideal. And she said that not as, this is what I'm going to do. She said it like, oh, that's never happening. That's impossible. (laughs) But she was going to keep trying. She didn't think that was in the cards for her, but she continued to pitch. She wrote something else for Thrillist. She wrote about dogs for The Bark a pet website. She tried a lot of different things and didn't always get yeses, but she got enough to keep going and keep trying. So one day she decided she's gonna pitch Vulture. She pitched doing recaps for a TV show and also mentioned if that show wasn't of interest, she could do 
Tiger King 2, or a couple other things that had just come out at the time. The editor immediately wrote back and said, hey, I don't need that first show, but could you do Tiger King 2 by tomorrow? So she was asked to watch all of Tiger King 2, do a funny recap of the whole series. She had to turn around the thing in a day. But she really wanted to write for Vulture, so she did it. She did it, it came out, and there she was. This was about six, eight months after she said, all I want to do is write recaps for Vulture. And there it was, her first recap for Vulture about Tiger King 2 of all things, a show everyone is immediately forgotten about. But for Joan, simply mentioning it in her pitch, simply trying to pitch at all, got her through the door. I mean, think about that. They said, hey, the thing you pitched, we actually don't want. But can you do something else? So sometimes in a pitch, even if the idea itself isn't perfect, you can still get a yes out of it. So she wrote up the Tiger King 2 thing, and she continued to write recaps for Vulture. She probably still would be writing recaps for Vulture today, except now she got a full-time job at Paramount Plus, where she writes about TV every day. All of that happened from not sure about her writing abilities, not getting herself to be able to write at all, to just taking a plunge and giving my class a try, to a full-time job at Paramount in about a year and a half. I tell you these stories, one, because they're very cool, <laughs> I think, and also because you'd never know what can happen. Now, does this happen every time? No. I've had students in my class who said, hey, I really like the class, and it told me that I definitely don't want to freelance write. Cool, thank you, <laughs> and that's it. I've had people who, other people that work full-time, other people that found other jobs, and some people that don't pitch very often because they don't feel like it. The whole gamut is there. But I wanted to highlight Robin and Michael and Joan, and I could highlight so many more, and I will in the future. But I just wanted to highlight them because you just don't know. And I really feel like when you start really writing and really sharing your work and putting yourself out there, the things start to happen. Things you wouldn't expect. And Michael and Joan and Robin are proof of that. Thank you so much for listening today. If you have any questions, you can email me at amber at amberpetty.com. Also, come to my free workshops. They've already started, but I've got a bunch more next week starting September 20th. So go to amberpetty.com slash classes to find them. Also, these free workshops I do are perfect samplers to see if you want to take my main class, Freelance Writing for Creatives. That is a 10-week class that teaches you everything you need to know about freelance writing, and it actually gets you writing, not thinking about it but doing it and getting it done. So if you're curious about my class, these free workshops are a great way to just feel it out. If you're not into it, neat. But if you find, oh, this did make writing easier, this got me to write a pitch, this got me to share something, and it felt simpler than having to do it on your own. If that's how you feel after a workshop, then 
my class is available to you. Okay, thank you so, so much for listening. I can't wait to see what you write.